Welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm Nancy Tobler, your host. Today we have Scott Kramer. Scott Kramer is a media and entertainment veteran whose credits run the gamut of television, film, digital, publishing, and large-scale live events. Kramer currently serves as the chief brain at Multibrain, an award-winning software digital agency whose social media software products power over 300,000 entrepreneurs worldwide. And he works with some of the top direct-selling brands in the world. Scott is also a very popular keynote speaker and expert on the topic of social selling. He has received numerous awards, including Advertising Excellence Awards and Creative City Award for Communication. He's graduated from Purdue University in Communication. He's also completed coursework from UCLA in Emerging Technologies and Advanced Advertising Studies with the AAAA Institute. In this episode, Scott discusses how important it is to shift to digital quickly and how important that was in 2020, and how social media needs to be integrated now into every aspect of a company's business. He talks about how conversations are the currency of social media. He points out some bad habits both distributors and companies have fallen into in social media. He also explains controlled empowerment and how companies can facilitate distributors creating their own brand. We are so excited to have Scott with us today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Scott. We're very excited to have you talk about social media. I thought I'd start off with a question I've been asking everyone, and that is, how do you think COVID influenced the direct selling industry? Oh, my gosh. I think it influenced it not only during the pandemic, but for forever, for many, many, many years to come, Um, you know. I think I think one of the one of the positive sides of of um, of if you could find any with COVID and what happened was it really kind of forced all of us to get our digital acting gear um, yeah. and people had to quickly uh, shift to digital tools and digital processes and and learning and adapting quickly to um, to what was in front of us with the pandemic. And how do we run our businesses? But in fact, what happened, what I noticed with so many companies is they actually increased, sales increased, uh, yeah. you know, the in-home, at-home, uh, the you know, at-home businesses and the entrepreneurials that do it, like indirect selling, actually saw growth. Right. Um, so, you know, as one kind of maybe positive to this whole thing, you know, now the question is, now that we're getting back to somewhat, some sort of normalcy is, is will, will these trends continue on? And I think absolutely. I think, I think for the fields in, in the direct selling, uh, the entrepreneurs within direct selling, what they found is they can actually scale and build their businesses using digital. They were forced to learn it and use it during, you know, when we're in lockdown, uh, but now can mix it with traditional means and new digital tools. And they're just going to see more and more success and growth. Right. I agree. Yeah, I think uh, I think gone are the days when people weren't you are, are are not using Zoom or some sort of meeting app. Uh, I think that people will combine them. I think you're right. And uh, it was nice, uh, really, in 2021, we saw growth for those companies that list that uh, in both Q1 and Q2. Now Q3 was a little bit down. I don't know what that's about, but. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's about supply chain, actually. It could be. It really could be that that's one of the negatives. We haven't talked about some of the negatives of uh, COVID, and that certainly has been an issue that companies of all sizes have dealt with. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. 
Yeah. So social media is your specialty. So talk to us about how social media dovetails and how people maybe started to use social media during COVID or any of that. Well, I mean, we've all been using social media way before COVID. Right. Um, and, and I think I think where we're at today is, you know, what I've noticed by working in direct selling for the past, you know, working with direct selling companies for the past nine, 10 years is you're seeing social media becoming more and more prominent to where now it is kind of, you know, you have to have it. It's number one. It, it, it is the one driving search, people researching products, people connecting with people. Um, you know, social media has, has been, I've watched it personally with working with so many companies go from, oh yeah, we have somebody that does that to, wow, how are we integrating this into every aspect of our business? Right. Um, you know, I can tell you social media, you know, as I, you know, I do trend forecasting and I, I just laid out my top, uh, my top eight trends going into 2022. And, and one is, you know, social media is now part of our everyday life. You know, we, we, we use social media in everything we do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's way more than just social networking. It's way more than search engines and websites. Social is now the first place people go, whether it be, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. It's part of our everyday life now. Yeah, I think, uh, well, it's certainly the young people that are coming up and, you know, some of them are really looking at gigs uh, more closely than any other generation has. I don't know if that's on, you know, because they have to, but it's just interesting, right, that so much of our life now happens through technology and, and we just all got so comfortable with it. I think in the last year and a half. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, and you say youth and, and whatnot coming up into this gig economy. Um, you know, I, what I'm noticing, I've been noticing this for, for well over a decade, if not longer is, is there's a shift in, in how, how uh, Gen Z or, you know, pick any demographic looks at employment and looks at entrepreneurship. And it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, I think our parents used to get a job, move to the city where the job was, live near the job, and everything was based around your job. Today, people look to where do I want to live? What kind of lifestyle do I want? Oh, and then I'll figure out what to do. Yeah. So it's kind of a shift where, you know, where arts and, 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 and uh, all of that is so much more important than literally the job. And so many op opportunities. I mean, the reason I got started and, and decided to push my, you know, myself into this, this industry of direct selling was because I saw this opportunity where more and more people want control of their, of their, of their success, of their future. You know, it's not a resume culture anymore. It's I can do whatever I want and every opportunity is available to me. So that's great for our industry. Yeah, I agree. I think it's right. It's really interesting. Like certainly my father's generation, they had one job too. Uh, you know, yeah. this is the baby boomers, those like me that we change jobs, but we don't change like all the time, maybe every 10 years, 15 years, maybe we do a second, second career, right? That, but the young people now change uh, two to three years in. It's just For part sure. of their mentality is that I'm going to look for the next opportunity as soon as I start this opportunity. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And, and having more control over your destiny as well, which again, plays well for our industry. Yeah. Yeah, it does. 
Well, and and we saw it happen during COVID, right? When when people lost their jobs or their jobs felt insecure, uh, we had an increase, at least in the United States and Canada. We didn't have an increase everywhere, but at, uh, at least the U.S. and Canada had inf- increases. Canada even more so than the U.S. Uh, so one, in a conversation you and I had a while back, you talked about this key insight. You said to me, conversations are the currency of social media. Can you talk to us about what that means, what you're talking about there? Well, what I mean by that is, you know, everybody loves throwing around the term social selling, social selling. Oh, we're a social selling business. And, and you know, I, I think it's important that people understand the definition of social selling. You know, I've heard even C-suite executives say, oh, social selling, that just, that means uh, the ability to click and buy something off of Instagram. And certainly that's one aspect of it, but, uh, you know, social media works because it's based on conversations. That's, that's what social is about. So, you know, I train, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people through, through the companies we work with on this idea that it's not just post a picture of a product with a price and think that you're going to wake up and have all these sales. Um, that's advertising. That's yeah. spam-like behavior. That's that's junk mail. That's that's all those types of terms. And the reality is, the way you're going to grow your business on social is to generate more conversations um, and build community. The more people that are talking with you, about you, for you, the more people then will purchase from you. So that's why I like to lead by saying, you know, the currency of social media is conversations. The more conversations you have, the more sales you will get. If you're just going out there to sell things, well, you know what? Do you scroll through Facebook to find things to buy? No. You scroll to be entertained, enlightened, educated, not sold to. Right. But we do know that when someone we trust and someone we're in a conversation with genuinely or authentically brings up a product that we are more likely to purchase than if it's not recommended by someone we're in conversation with. So. Well, it's absolutely true. I mean, that's another, another beauty of our industry along with not only the pandemic, but with, with what's going on with, with technology and social media is people buy from people. Right. So, you know, Adidas isn't a person. Right. But Herbalife is full of people. Right. So we have an advantage over the Amazons to everybody who's trying to now catch up with this idea of influencers and and, and your own shops and, and that. We're rooted in this people buy from people methodology. So it, right. it's, it's perfect for our industry. I'm just seeing a lot of you know bad habits out there, again, where people aren't understanding how social media works and how social selling works. You know, it's about, again, talk about the benefits, talk about the product, engage in conversations, participate in groups, be part of a community. And then you'll naturally find your way to sell the product versus that obnoxious, hey, do you want to buy this? Hey, do you want to buy this? Want to buy this? Want to buy this? Want to buy this? I don't understand. Why isn't anybody buying from me? Right. That's just, that doesn't work on social. So I'm still seeing a lot of bad behavior, but you know, we're getting there. Yeah. I think it is improving, uh, at least from what I can see. Uh, So you talked about right there, just mistakes distributors make what kind of mistakes are companies making when it comes to social media i think companies are still feeling this this idea of of uh of traditional marketing you know where traditional marketing you had you know you had 
basically you could you could create one message for lots of people. Okay, that's a television spot or a radio commercial or a print ad. That's what we know marketing is. Create one message and then get as many people to see it as possible. The reality with the internet is it's not a one-to-many business model anymore. It's many-to-many. It means your customer can talk back to you now. In fact, you better be there to answer the questions of your customer or they're going to move on and find something else. It's now an interactive two-way conversation, or what I call many-to-many. And a lot of corporations and a lot of people at the company level still don't kind of quite get that because we've been doing marketing in one-to-one and one-to-many for 500 years. Yeah. And now, you know, the internet is now this interactive conversation. Um, and it, 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 it takes some learning. You know, yeah. these corporations, they need to be there to answer questions right when anybody wants to ask them. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, well, maybe maybe you won't agree with me on this. I think corporations need to provide some social media guidance. And I'm not sure that guidance has been well-placed yet. Maybe it's starting to. To their field, you mean? To yes. The, to, yes. To the representatives or consultants? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, one thing that, that I've always called that uh, in our organization, our company, is, is I've called it controlled empowerment. How can you control your brand and your identity uh, and your mission while at the same time empowering your field for her to be able to create her own personal brand around yours. Yeah. So one big, you totally gave me a layup here because the other problem I'm seeing at the corporate level is, you know, they got to understand their field is in the front line of representing the brand. So if you're giving them total freedom to be what, you know, I put up in air quotes, creators, they're going to be stretching your logos, blurry images, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of challenges with everybody becoming a creator. Right. Um, I, you know, I believe in content personalization. I believe the it's, it's this company's responsibility to provide their field with not only the training, but the assets and the tools for them to be able to easily grow and and uh, engage with technology and not be so fearful of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think. Uh... I think companies have come, uh, some of them have come into this really well and others of them were not ready for this. And so we're, are, are still experiencing some of those growing pains. But uh, I, I skipped over one question I wanted to ask you. What, talk about live streaming and what you see. I think that's really part of your, it should be a conversation topic, but I wondered if you had some specific ideas people should be doing with live streaming. Well, the beauty of live streaming is it, it is it, it forces your your authenticity. It's not like you can go run an ad or put up a, a, a catalog shot and put a link and then hope people click it and buy. Um, live streaming is without a doubt probably the most effective content on social media. Video is most effective. They say 80, 81% of all content in 2022 will be video. So oh, I'm going to wow. cough here. Um, but live streaming, which is a form of video, really, it really is, it, 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 the algorithms love it the most. They get the most engagement. People tune in the most. You get notified when people live stream. Uh, and the reason is, is because it is totally authentic. It's not scripted. Right. It's you. That's why stories work so well. That's why TikTok's so huge. That's why reels are now um, across Facebook and Instagram. 
they want the authenticity. That's that's yeah. that's the that's the idea. Amateur, authentic, real, organic. Right, because uh, again, if when you talk about trust and how to establish trust, authenticity is is the key. So if you are presenting via live stream and you're presenting who you are, I mean, you might have dressed up for it or whatever, but you're going to have disfluencies and you're going to have uh, oopses uh, and you just have to say, oops. Uh, and that actually can increase your credibility. It's a fascinating phenomenon. We've always thought everybody needs to have a polished presentation and it's, it's maybe no. not true. No, it's not. I mean, I tell you a quick story. I come from entertainment uh, and I come from television specifically and big television shows and, and uh, in the music industry and in my experience there, uh, a friend called up. This is when YouTube was just starting to really get huge and popular and, and, and said, Hey Scott, we don't get it. You know, we just spent $40,000 on this young artist um, and created a, created a music video and it's not getting any play. Nobody's watching it. And I said, yeah, the problem was is you spent $40,000. You didn't yeah. need to be making a professionally produced, polished music video if you wanted it to go viral. Better if you would have grabbed your phone and sat in the back of a seat of a, a convertible and drove down Hollywood Boulevard filmed it. You probably would have got more. Right. So, yeah, authentic. And I also say amateurish. Um, and, and, you know, what I'm seeing a lot of companies are, are really starting to open up and, and feel good about is this idea of allowing their field to create a personal brand. Right to understand that they're not just representing your products, they're actually creating their own identity. And that's what attracts them to other people. Yeah. Um, and that's what that, that works. So live streaming, you know, all of that gives, gives anybody in this industry the opportunity to build their own personality into their business. Yeah, I think, I think that's really what direct selling has always been, right? Is that person to person connection. And yeah. You can still create that person-to-person, -person, real, authentic uh, experience with technology, but you have to think about it. <clears throat> it's not. It's not automatic. No, but it's also it's also uh, you know so much more scalable. Right. So you know, again, you could speak to a community of people based on your shared commonalities and whatnot. Uh, you can go into a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You can speak to a group. You can get the friends of friends effect. It's just. It's just amplifying that concept uh, to great extremes, which is, if done right, is really, you can be really successful. Yeah. So again, uh, in a previous conversation you and I had, we talked about the 80-20 rule. How does, how does that apply to direct sellers? I mean, what it's 80-20 rule in life. I, I, use, uh, I use the 80-20 rule in, for direct selling and for social media as you know, what content you're putting out there as somebody in direct selling, somebody, an entrepreneur, uh, an independent contractor, it should be 80% your own journey, your own story, uh, your own why, your own passions, 20% should be the sell. Yeah. I so think I ask nice people, you know, anybody I work with, I say, you know, because everybody loves hashtags and keywords, you know, keywords is a big thing on social now where you know, you're actually your, your profile and your business page and your groups and your, your identities on social are actually now starting to even the words you use will help you reach more people. So I always tell everybody, pick your 10 keywords of what you and your business represent. So it's a little bit of product, but it's a lot of bit of, of passion. 
Right. That's great. So that's the 80-20 rule, in, in my opinion, that, that we, we've been talking about for many years. Just, yeah. You know, bring more of your own journey into your story. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it because we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think that 80-20 is a nice, it's an easy thing to remember, right? Eight out of 10 things that I say need to be, here's what's happening in my life right now. I'm finding these things are stressors that I'd never known before COVID that they were going to stress me out. Uh, um, my family found these stressors and I was surprised by those, right? That those are just Nancy's, right? This is Nancy. This is what Nancy's experiencing. And how I dealt with it is I upped my, my intake of my uh, herbs and supplements. I upped it. I said, oh man, I need more help, right? That's the Well, way- that's part of the eight too. That's part of the 80. The 80 could be a wow, I need to, I, I'm creating, I'm cooking more meals for my family in the home. I need to do things quicker. Look at this one. I just created this beautiful casserole in 15 minutes by, you know, da, 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 da. Right. And then you can insert the product. So I'm not saying don't talk about what you sell. Right. Only 20%. I'm just saying, don't give me the hard sell. Don't give me the commercial. Right. Now, here's another way I like to look at the 80-20. And, and this just taps into my past and my experience in television. You know, every television show, every every media, actually, every medium, but look at a television show and in a typical sitcom, a 30 minute television uh, comedy, 22 minutes of it is actually editorial. Actually, the show you're watching. Right. Eight minutes is commercials. Right. Same kind of concept. Give me your editorial, your lifestyle, your 80 percent, and then insert commercials here or there about the products and prices and links. Right. Same concept. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot because I think that makes it really concrete for our audience. So, yeah, we're so we're about out of time. I but I want you to tell us a little bit about what you do at Multibrain. You're the CEO, is that I am. correct of Multibrain and yep. you work in the direct selling space. So tell us exactly, well not exactly, but give us some insight into how what you do at Multibrain. Well, Multibrain, you know, we 10 years ago decided to get laser focused into the world of direct selling. And, and it was based on me speaking uh, at a DSA event. And, and we, we provide three different products and services. One, we have a social media dashboard that we customize for large brands that empowers basically their field and the sales force to plan, schedule, strategize across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, et cetera. So it's, it's a, like a giant uh, content machine um, uh, scheduling software tool that kind of plugs into any back office. Then we actually do a lot of creative services. Uh, I, you know, since I come from the creative business, we do a lot of creative services of, of actually designing and producing content for social for a lot of the brands we work in. Fact, oh, I didn't realize one, that. I That's think. great. Yeah, I've got I got eighteen designers and animators uh, uh, that that work in, you know we do three four thousand pieces of content a month for a lot of the partners that we work with, and then third, which has been the game changers, we do training. So we do specific yeah. social media training. Uh, we do four and eight week series for a lot of companies. We do monthly shows. We manage Facebook groups and communities. Um, I do a lot of keynotes, as you know, and and presentations around at the conventions. Um, but really laser focused in the training on actually social media and using it properly. Yeah. So those three together have, you know, we've, we've had, uh, we've had our best years ever. We've continued to grow and grow and grow. Great. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your expertise with us. 
I, I love how you think and how you've used your background, your story of being in, you know, television to, and brought that to direct selling and provided a, a new way to think about things. I think you have a unique perspective. So thank you, Scott. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. It feels good when you're when you're able to kind of tap into all of your experiences. It makes you very comfortable in your skin with what you do. I mean, I'm very, very passionate about what we do and how we help people. And it's great to be able to tap into the things I've learned along in my career. So I appreciate you noticing that. Yeah, great. All right. Well, hopefully we'll visit with you again soon. Well, it's great being with you here today. Thank you so much Thanks. for having me. Thanks, Scott. This has been the MLM.com podcast. I want to thank Leroy Ball for his audio help and editing help. This has been the MLM.com podcast, bringing you information and insight into the direct sales industry. Join us again next time.